Welcome to The Biz Show, sponsored by Investquire. And now your host, Lisa and Barry. Welcome to The Biz Show. Barry Best Pitch and Lisa Manifold here. All hi, right. Barry. Hi, how are you doing, Lisa? Oh my God, I'm doing great. The sun is shining. Our first podcast together. It is. For Investquire. What do you it think is. about Investquire? How did we come up with that name anyway? How did we, I think it was a mix of you and me. More, more you than me, actually. Yeah, we, we went on that website. We were playing around with all right? kinds of different names and, and then investments and then inquiries and kind of just put that together. Yeah, invest in yourself, in your future, invest. Investments are great, right? They are. Yeah, So I'm so investing in you. I'm investing in you. And we are partners, right? This is our, our business together. <laughs> we are co-founders of, of Investquire. You Absolutely. can't run a business alone. I know that I've tried it. Yeah, I've, I've, it done a few, I've done a few by myself and yeah. It's definitely a challenge. You got to wear too many hats. Yeah. So we are excited to introduce Invest Choir on today's podcast, podcast number one, to introduce ourselves and give you a, a sense of our background and why we came together to uh, co-find this company together. Yeah. You know, um, Invest Choir. So what is it? It's a business brokerage firm, right? Yes. And so what are we doing? We're buying, helping customers buying and selling businesses, mergers okay. and acquisitions. And then we have additional services of management service, business services, and technology services. Right, that's where you come in. When I met you, <laughs> you were doing all the IT for the real estate company that I worked for, and then you became a client of mine. I did, I so did, I bought a house from you. Yeah, one or two, or sold one or two, or- Something like that. And then you referred a bunch of clients to me because we became friends, basically. You know, and, and really it's about relationships, right? Yeah. Relationships in any industry is key to success. And you have we've to... known each other how long now? What, 19 years? Something like that. I don't know. Feels like it Feels 30. like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I say it feels like 30, you say it feels like yesterday. Thanks a lot. Am I not that great to be around or what? <laughs> you, you're lovely to be around. That's why I'm still here 30 years later. <laughs> we always knew we were going to do business together, whether it was a real estate transaction or other things. We just complement each other so well. It is. You know, you bring the, the, the best of breed when it comes to real estate, commercial, and, and um, residential. And I bring the best of breeds for management services, business services. Yes, you have so. the business smarts for sure. Behind the scenes, Barry's got you all covered in every single aspect of running a company. I fully, completely, 100% trust Barry to do the job right and to make sure that you're gonna excel in whatever your, your industry is. I bow down to you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, and you the same in real estate, right? You you jumped over leaps and bounds for different homes and stuff like that and you, some of these things can be challenges and same with businesses right yeah there's there's all kinds of things that uh come into play that are unknowns yeah i've had first-time home buyers buying their first home i remember my first property that i bought in 1994 was uh, 154,000. was the scariest investment of my life um, but basically the best decision because we all know that real estate is long term and it builds your equity and um, asset portfolio and it, it really is the key to opening doors and having new opportunities because it's wealth that you would not be able to tap into unless you do invest in property. 
And um, business is just an extension of that, being able to do the things that you're passionate about and serving people and uh, promoting a product or um, service that helps others in the world. And so we are excited to branch into that together. Um, Barry has been doing it for so many decades, working for some major corporations, right, Barry? I have, you know, um, large, you know, the Fortune One company, GE Capital, and uh, um, I'm excited, you know, I've, I've worked in large companies like that, and I've also worked in small companies, right, and small businesses. And, and I found that there's a disconnect between the two, and that's why we, uh, one of the reasons that I got involved with you to start Choir is because, yeah, first of all, we know where a lot of the roadblocks are, so on and so forth, but I also saw that there's a disconnect in regards to when you're doing a merger and acquisition, you're buying a company, you know, the brokers come in and everybody does their thing and then, then the business is sold and then everybody walks away. Exactly. Oh my gosh. And then what happens then? Everything kind of falls apart or it succeeds, but it, you know, it really does take a team and sometimes being um, a part of that process gets in the way of success because there could be some um, a resistance to change in a merger or acquisition. And so having a company like Investquire or even a property manager in residential real estate really removes the owner from the equation. And it's treated like a business. And the employees then become to respect the transition and the processes that may be changing or that they have to adapt to. Well, you know, you're absolutely right. And, and the fact that change, you know, everybody hates change. I know. And it's like, how do you get around this? And new, you know, when you buy a business and everybody walks away, we in Vestquire are still going to be there for you, right? We're there to help you, to hold your hand, to guide you through the pitfalls and the roadblocks. And, you know, as a new owner, a lot of people want to step in. They got this vision of, okay, I'm going to hit the road with my feet running and this is what I'm going to do. However, you know, best laid plans, right? Well, you talked to me about that GE Capital when they had that uh, Xerox account. Yes. What did you find? You told me this incredible <laughs> loss of money that they were, you know, Well, you know, when I stepped in at, every month. At, at GE Capital as Executive Vice President of Professional Services, and I had to build a company from scratch. They had one customer, it was Xerox, and they were charging them $5,000 a month. However, they had three employees managing that account, and each one of those employees made $5,000 a month. So in <laughs> essence, GE was paying $15,000 wow. to make $5,000. So I always ran P&L on all projects and customers, and so I ran that P&L, I saw this, and I, okay, we gotta renegotiate this contract, or get rid of it, because we're losing 10,000 grand a month. So uh, went in, sat down, renegotiated with uh, uh, Xerox, and, uh, uh, it worked out well for everybody. You know, they understood and they kind of knew they were underpaying what they really needed to be paying. And so we negotiated something that, that worked out well for GE Capital, worked out well for, for them as what they were expected on their P&L at the B anyway. And, and, you know, working through all that stuff, it wasn't just Xerox. You know, I did work at, at Levi Strauss and, and Bank of yeah. America, Wells Fargo, Clorox. And I did, I've done over 44 mergers and acquisitions for all of those companies. And some of them small, small potatoes, you know, maybe a, a million dollars, two million dollars, some of them big, you know, $50 million buying a manufacturing plant for Levi's. 
So just having that vast experience of 44 mergers and acquisitions, I mean, you really are like, um, your expertise is finding um, where the problems lie in a company and um, fine-tuning that. It pointing is. it out to the CEO well, and CFO and, and seeing how they're willing to adapt and improve their systems, and then you kind of take the ball and run with it? Is that, is that it, a, a, in a nutshell? It, kind of in a nutshell, but, you know, each deal is different. I mean, there's no deal that's, that's the same. And understanding not just the business itself, but the players that are in the business, right, mm-hmm. and what their strengths and their weaknesses are, because those really are going to kind of dictate the path that you're going. If you got a CFO that doesn't have, you know, all their ducks lined up in a row in accounting, then you need to prop them up with some people below them that have those skill sets that they're missing. And that's that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So Investquire is also going to help with what? Hiring, human resources, hiring, training? We do. We have a Mm -hmm. lot of uh, different business services and management services that we offer. Um, People should go check out the our website at investquire.com. That's uh, I-N-V-E-S-T-Q-U-I-R-E.com. And on our services page, you can see the different services that we have there. We have uh, uh, a large amount of different services. Specifically, there's management services, business services, and technology services. Because not everybody has those. And we're there to help augment what you don't have. And then exactly. we want to be your, I mean, your uh, guiding force, if you will, coach and mentor you Mm -hmm. and help you along the way. We want you to be successful. And that's where we feel successful is when you're successful. Yeah, that's the biggest reward for me is the relationship building part of our services and having that trust, um, trusted relationship to perform for you and to bring value to the table for you and your company and see the overall all excess that we do as a team together. I mean, I've, I've operated a few companies myself. I had a door and window construction company for 12 years, and I truly had to bring in a team of employees that were cohesive, that were committed to the success that I had. And, and envisioned for my company. And we did. We grew it from basically a, a shop in my garage to then a warehouse. And then we became a storefront. And we had several employees. I managed all of them. We hired them. We trained them. Um, we uh, had relationships with our clients. Our customer service was key to the relationships and the referrals that we received down the road. And so it was just very interesting being a business owner and then becoming an S corporation and running it truly like a large company that it became. And it was a a very um, teachable journey for me. I had to, I self taught myself how to do the books and the hiring and the workers comp insurance and everything um, from behind the scenes marketing to, you know, going out to sales appointments. And it just really sharpened my scales ability and also to operate any business as a company, really as a professional successful company is my mindset. And so I want that to be the case for any one of my clients. When my client buys an investment property, I tell them to look at the investment like a business. You're running a little small business for every property you own. There are separate businesses and to treat it like that. It's not emotional. It's it's a learning curve. There will be failures at times, but you fail forward. So you lose a little money, but you're going to make it up later down the road. And this is how we do it. We ask Barry, how can I make this loss up? Right, well, Barry? You got the answer. I know you do. <laughs> I do. And, you know, um, you, you mentioned the failure, right? And, and, you know, success, you can't have success without failure because there's going to be many steps to get there. 
And it's not just one path from point A to point Z and it's a straight line. Everybody knows that. You know, how many times you find a, a you know, pitfall or a roadblock or a left turn or a right turn or even an S turn, right? So there's a lot of different avenues to go to get there and that's where we can help you we've been there we've gone through this we've seen it and you know we def design a plan for each customer that is unique, unique to that business and to the business I mean the business the owner and the employees too right and customers so when you buy a business you know if you're buying an existing business what do you get you get the employees you get the customers you know you have instant revenue coming in so your goal is to protect that as best you can and then hopefully put a plan in place to grow that revenue and make it even more successful and make that revenue even bigger how do you do that it depends on the business yeah i mean um in talking about businesses or people that work in a corporation for somebody else i mean you do put in a commitment there you're showing up every day to the job Hopefully you're showing up to be successful and you're having passion about your job. Um, there are people that do go through life having to, you know, having to make money to provide for the family based on circumstantial uh, situations. And then, you know, at the end of your, your, your working career, when, whether you're 55 or 65 and, and retiring, you know, it could be a place in your life, a point in time when you're just ready to do something that you're truly passionate about. There's that second half of your life that you can, you know, live it with intention. You could um, call me up and say, hey, I've always wanted to, to own a coffee shop or a flower shop or a dive shop, whatever your, your hobbies were throughout your life. Maybe you want to do that as a, as a second career, as a business opportunity. And that's where I come in. I could find that uh, resource for you that could be an excellent fit. We have um, a team of vendors and um, venture capitalists that could help you fund your newfound passion uh, slash business that yeah. you want to own and the, operate. The SBA as well. You can also be an absentee owner, right? Yeah. You can buy into a franchise. We've had a couple or... of those people who want to park their money somewhere mm -hmm. and they want an investment, so they buy a company, but they don't want to manage it. Mm -hmm. They don't want really anything to do with it, so we can help them manage that business, kind of manage it for them and make sure that they and get the people put in place. And then they're just going to, you know, reap the rewards on, on the profits that are coming in. You know, you mentioned two things in there. You mentioned jobs and careers. Mm -hmm. And there's, yeah. to me, they're two different things, right? If you got a job, you got an eight to five, you're, you're slipping in, sitting down at a desk and you're working for somebody else. You don't really care about the job. You're just there warming the seat, trying to make, you know, money to put on the table. I know some people like that. I know a lot of people <laughs> like that. Um, but, you know, a career is, is different, right? That's, that's your path and that's your passion. And so I know you have passion for what we're doing here, and so do I. Mm -hmm. And so this is our career. And whether you're 25 or 65, doesn't really matter. Um, the fact is that you got the passion, you want a challenge, and you want to figure out what that solution is for the challenge. That's, that's key for the day. Most definitely. I saw a great movie um, last night, actually. I saw Ferrari out in the theaters. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, it was so fascinating watching it because I was thinking about our podcast when I was there at the movie theater and I was just watching, you know, this, this man in Italy um, create these beautiful cars. I mean, he was passionate about racing. He was passionate about his race car drivers feeling the, 
you know, the energy in their bones to win the race. And he would coach them to get in that driver's seat and to win and to not let anything get in the way. And that was truly the man, the founder of the company. It was his passion, Enzo Ferrari, to, to instill that in his team, his team players, which were his race car drivers. And to also showcase such a beautiful car. Oh my God, how exhilarating would it be just to like sit in the seat of that car, let alone drive, what were they, 135 miles per hour? I don't know, they were, <laughs> it was crazy. But the, the scenery of Italy was also really cool, watching them drive through the mountains and it just brought me back to my vacation there. Well, that I had you're this Italian, summer. so of course that's going to be a little bit of a passion I for know. you. I right? know, yeah, but even they had some, you know, really um, bad hurdles to overcome with the media and having, you know, some race car drivers crash and die, and then have that him be the blame for the car construction or malfunctions. And you know, you, everything is a risk. You take on a lot of liabilities when you are, you know, entering into owning a company, and that's just part of the game. But it's how you handle them and maneuver through them, and that's truly where we want to be your source for guidance on that, and not to feel like you're alone or that you would even potentially, you know, have to sell or give up. There's always a a way to find a resolution to any issue that comes up on your journey of uh, business ownership and its adversities that it brings. Well, you know, that's risk management, right? Mm -hmm. And risk management's risk for reward. And, and how much risk are you willing to take in order for the reward? Correct. Um, you know, and, and you were talking about Ferrari and employees and teams. And I had, uh, um, when I was the uh, vice president of professional services at a company, uh, a tech company called All Bases Covered, I had uh, uh, 12 salespeople working for me. And uh, I had one that was just stellar, right? She was the Ferrari, just like you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, she was bringing in $450,000 a year in just commission sales. We gave her an option. And this is, this is something that um, I've always done with uh, businesses. When you bring on salespeople, for instance, do you want a salary or do you want a commission? And we can adjust those accordingly. So some people would take 50-50, some people would take all salary. She took all commission. I love it. So she yeah. knew what she was she knew what her worth was and she yeah. proved it. She was our best salesperson. She had the entrepreneurial spirit and mindset. Yep. And that goes back to when I first became a real estate agent and they were um, giving us tests called a disc test. And basically it shows you and identifies your strengths. So if you're gonna be on a team or you know, working alongside other people, they wanna fill in the gaps with people that have various strengths and not, are not all identical. Otherwise, if you're all like a driver, the D stands for driver, then you're gonna butt heads. But you're gonna to wanna to fill it in with an S that's in a C that's very compliance oriented um, and structured is the S. Um, I was an ID, so I'm very influential is the I and um, persuasive and I enjoy the um, ability to adapt to different personality styles which is really key in sales and so that you know who you're working with and what really um, speaks to them and you could like listen and hear exactly what's going to motivate them to purchase a product um, and then the D like I said is a driving force and so it's just really interesting to bring that to the table we also have those resources if we're going to do any business management systems for you at Investquire to test your employees to make sure you do have the right team working for your company. You know, it's funny, you said that you took the DIS test. When I was at GE Capital, I took the Briggs-Meyer test. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. It was a long time ago. I don't quite remember what everything that I yeah, was. Yeah, that's a great test. But at the yeah. end of the day, 
um, those things mean something, right? And that's how you, as a business owner or, or um, employees, that's how you know where your strengths and your weaknesses are. Yeah. And, and then you and I offset each other well, right? Yes, definitely. So we work well together, and my strengths are your weaknesses, and your weaknesses are my strengths. And so it, it goes really well. Yeah, it's going to be a great partnership. Tell us about Lisa. Oh, wow. Okay, so <laughs> I cannot say that I've ever had a boss. Um, there was a short time when I was working at the age of 15. I worked for Pizza Hut. Oh. And, and I made friends with my boss because I didn't want to feel like he was my superior. Mm -hmm. um, but he was also a very um, likable person. And um, ever since then, you know, I just reflect back and I'm thinking, I've been my own boss for all of my adult life. I prefer it that way. Um, it's also um, sometimes um, scary because I've been working on commission only now my entire life. But it's also very exciting, adventurous, and provided me so much flexibility. Um, I've owned, like I said, the door and window company for 12 years, and it was successful. We built it from the ground up, um, uh, got to manage employees, got to expand my creativity with marketing. It allowed me and um, <coughs> made me have the um, ability to open up my own store, which was called Casual Elegance. And it was a furniture and gift shop. And so I got to bring my creative side. Like I said, I love interior decorating. And I got to merchandise the store and go pick out inventory at the furniture and gift market in San Francisco. And I got to deal with clients and go into their homes and decorate their homes, um, provide interior decorating services. Um, and actually, the door and window company was a lot like to decorating as well because not only was it for energy efficiency but also for um, you know to style your house and create a, a theme or a decor style if you will in the home so that's really where my passion lies I love home I love architecture I love design and so who would have ever thought that I would be able to tie those two companies now into my business here um, as a real estate broker. For the last 18 years, I've been doing real estate, and it's been such a rewarding, successful experience for me. And I think learning about yourself is part of the process of owning a company because you will fail. And you will also have a lot of triumphant moments, which will expand you personally, not only in your piggy bank or your your bank account but also in your personal riches like learning more about yourself growing with your company um, being fearless and having a limitless mindset is key to um, creating the opportunity and actually accomplishing the goals that you maybe never thought that you could accomplish for yourself and that's really who I am is I push myself I show up for success um, being from New York, we dress like we're going to Wall Street every day. We dress for success, whether it's going to have a Togo sandwich at lunch or entering into a conference room and having a business meeting amongst your superiors and colleagues. Um, that's just who I am. I show up. I dress for success. I've, I'm, we're doing this podcast today, Barry and I, and we both talked about it. We said we're going to show up with business clothes on and be successful and, and be truly authentically who we are and provide you a value proposition that proposition that um, will serve you and, and serve you really well. And so that's why I'm here um, finding this company to be of service to the public and um, really excited about where it's going to take us. 
and now you're you're not just a, a real estate agent, but you're a broker now as well, right? Yes, I've been a broker for six years. All right, very mm-hmm. good. And my son is actually getting his real estate license because as I step into this partnership with Barry, I know my time will become a little bit more limited in the residential arena. So Anthony Manifold is now um, getting his license this month. He's taking the test and he is going to be um, working alongside me as he develops his own career um, once he graduates Cal State Fullerton. But he'll be able to handle our service calls when it comes to real estate and um, actually learn what it is like to build wealth at a very young age. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for him too. And I'm excited to help coach and mentor him, but also to learn from him. Oh, right? I so, love it. Well, yeah. you know, I've, I've been in business a very long time and I've learned from my younger employees. Great Some point. of them are teenagers, 16, 17 years old. Yeah. And to be able to play in the same sandbox as they are, as I'm a baby boomer. <laughs> I don't want to say that too loud, right? But at the end of the day, um, I've learned how to play with you know all the different generations that are there and work and well our with youth them. is just so wise and cutting edge I mean with all of they, the they resources are and they have. have a complete different perspective on life than I do or you do yeah. and so to me instead of sitting there and going ah you don't know nothing I'm like well tell me exactly tell me, tell me what you're thinking and why are you thinking that what brought you to that yeah what a great point there's always something you can learn yeah so for me, you know, I started out early. Uh, I was a helicopter pilot in the Navy. Wow, thank you for your service. Oh, you're welcome. I enjoyed it. And uh, um, when I got out of the military, I jumped into management and I worked for various Shell Oil Company and a few other companies as uh, uh, executive management. And uh, just kind of worked my way through different companies. You know, I, I went to GE and spent a lot of time at GE working and learning. Uh, all the different avenues and folds of businesses and just the dynamics of how they are. And from small businesses to large businesses. The one thing that I learned and the reason that I left GE was, you know, I can equate it in being ex-military and Navy as an aircraft carrier in the middle of the bay, right? And you need to make a U-turn and get out of there. That aircraft carrier can't do it alone. It (laughs) needs help. Right? That's with all the tugboats coming. Wow. And so those tugboats in business are going to be invest choir or accounting firms or or whatever the case might be to help that ship get turned around and come out. But more importantly for me, I found that of all the knowledge that I learned, I love to teach. Education is is a big thing, right? I actually have my post-secondary teaching credentials. And I taught at well, UCLA. this is a secret I didn't know about. I know. I did. Um, <laughs> you and, taught and, at UCLA? I taught at UCLA really? at Loyola Marymount. Oh, wow. And I taught Business 101 and Computer Science. Oh, my gosh. So. This is going to come in handy. Yeah, well, yeah. The There's expired. a lot of people like me that I cannot, I resist technology. Well, you know, yeah. Thank God you set up this podcast today because <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know. I showed up with my cell phone saying, oh, we can record this on the cell phone. Yeah, we don't want to do that. But <laughs> at the end of the day, um, you know, technology drives business. Business drives technology. Yes. Right. It's so it, it's it's the yin and the yang, right? Mm-hmm. The infinity. You need technology to help. And there's new technology coming out. AI and everything else, and we'll get into some of our future podcasts talking about businesses and AI and, and various different things about finance and, and managing employees and HRs and how you terminate people and how you hire people and how your interview skills are and, 
and you know businesses and, and the outlooks of businesses and, and the best businesses to buy. You know, we're here in California, in Orange County area, but uh, um, there's business all over the world, right? Oh yes, I could sell in the whole state of California. Yeah, so so as far as selling and buying businesses, you know, we do the state of California. However, uh, the management services and everything else are nationwide, right? Absolutely. And thanks to technology. Yes, yes. perhaps maybe worldwide, but I only speak one language. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, two. I you speak. didn't have time after doing all of those things in business and <laughs> I speak, in the Navy? Yeah, I speak two languages. To take up more language? English and technology. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That is true. I believe you. 100%. So, but, so, you know, at the end of the day, uh, for me, it's all about seeing the light bulb go off in people's heads, right? So as I'm coaching and mentor them, teaching them, and showing them paths and avenues for their success. Everybody's success is different and they define it differently. But at the end of the day, when I finally see the gotcha moment, when it clicks on them and they're like, oh, I got it. That's, that's my reward right there. And if there is a, a gap, if you will, in a need from one of our clients, we are actually going to be able to partner up with other people that are specific to certain services. Like we yeah. will have a lender or um, who else are we going to bring in for our future podcast? Well, we bring we're gonna be in interviewing um, some people, right, Barry? Allison. We got a few mm -hmm. uh, business attorneys coming in. Yeah. I think we got a total of 89 uh, different topics for podcasts oh, yeah. one a week. So we great. got like a year and a half. Yeah, podcasts. and we want to be your trusted resource for anything that you might need. If it's something that's beyond our scope, we will have somebody that we could bring to the table to provide you exactly what your business needs. So we're going to be like what? The Amazon of business operations and you sales? You give us some time and that's where we're going to be, right? Exactly. You know, so we have the, the website. I mentioned it earlier, uh, uh, investquire.com. As well, we also have a Facebook group for The Biz Show, and that's what you're listening to right now is The Biz Show, it's sponsored by Investquire, right? <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, go out there to the Facebook group, sign up. If you want to ask us questions or, or have some topics you might want covered, put you them out there. You don't know we'll, what you don't know unless you don't know it? That's, that's I that always say, <laughs> yeah. How do you know what you don't know? Well, we will, we will know. If you don't know what you don't know. We will be able to provide you that answer. We will. And yeah. if not, we have the professionals and experts that can get you those answers. You're not in this alone. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. And uh, we're looking forward to many, many weeks of, of spending some time with you guys. Happy 2024.